Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hi everyone, welcome to the forum with Florence Carmella and Jim Jacks, and here is a medley from our guest tonight, recording artist Tim Susie. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Jackson. Welcome to the forum with your host, Florence Carmella. How are you doing, Florence? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? I'm excellent. I am very much looking forward to talking to uh, our next guest, uh, a musician. I would call him a musician's musician. I've really enjoyed kind of doing research on him and listening to a lot of his music, and I've enjoyed article that you wrote about him. You know uh, a lot about our next guest. So uh, let's introduce a great musician, a great songwriter, uh, the great Tim Susie. How are you, Tim? It's going great. How are you guys? Really good. Doing great. Really good. I'm very excited. Here. Very excited you're here. All right. Yeah, this uh, is great. So, Tim, I wanted to ask you, um, since 
we talked the last time um, when I had done my article on you on the website, I got some background information and continued to do research on you because I, I find your life very fascinating, very, very interesting. And you are a singer, songwriter, guitar player. And I know that you started at a very young age. You started at 15. Can you tell us um, how you got your start? Well, it uh, it actually goes goes a little further back. My influences in music actually go back to uh, my father and my grandfather. Not that they were musicians, but they really appreciated good music. And I remember being a kid and going over to my grandfather's house and he had about 200 albums and he would basically say, pick whatever you want and we'll listen to it. And it was all like Big Ben and Tommy Dorsey and Gene Krupa, all these guys, uh, vintage stuff from way back in the day. And I remember waking up every Sunday morning to my dad cranking these big band music. And uh, I really got a genuine appreciation for real instruments and what they sounded like and how dynamic that was. And I, I really appreciated that. And that kind of led on to other things. I had an uncle and an aunt. One played the piano by ear. She could pretty much pick up anything. Mm -hmm. And I had an uncle that had a voice like Pavarotti, and he would entertain us no. around Thanksgiving dinner and stuff. And it, it was just amazing. And it really it gave me chills. It even does to this day. But those are a couple of the influences that were right close to us as kids. Uh, then about 14 or 15 is when I actually got my first instrument for Christmas. It was a guitar. And uh, a little before that, I actually discovered my voice probably around middle school I was actually um, gone on a uh, camping trip with the whole class uh, me and my buddy were entertaining people singing around the campfire at night and um, I really loved that feeling and it felt good when everyone clapped for me after I sang <laughs> so that was yeah, no. of liking that feeling of being an entertainer and uh then we got to go on Dave Maynard's community auditions as kids, and uh, we played in front of about 350 people, and the feeling just got better. It kind of grew from there, and um, it, it never really bothered me playing on stage as long as I was confident as to what I was playing, but uh, that's kind of where it all began with my voice so and with instruments. started playing drums. We actually took drum lessons. So that kind of oh. set up a foundation for me as to, you know, being able to keep a drum beat. But I was always intrigued by uh, seeing my buddy playing the electric guitar and doing all these funky things on the guitar. Like, wow, I want to do that. <laughs> I really wanted to do that. So once I got done taking drum lessons, I definitely picked up guitar and um, it was a little harder than I thought at first. And I got frustrated with it and, I put it down for a while, and I picked up a bass for about a year and a half. I had a nice McCartney bass, violin bass, and I played on that for about a year and a half, and then I went back to guitar, and I never looked back. <laughs> but writing, wow. started at a, writing started at a really early age, too. Um, probably in junior high school, I just started writing journals and stuff like that. And once I got into music a little more, I started basically studying, like, the Beatles, you know, what, what was, how many words are needed in a song? How are they arranging it? All that stuff I was intrigued by. So 
I basically got the Beatles lyrics book and I studied that from page to page. And uh, that kind of gave me the formatting I was looking for to become my own writer and be able to put those words to my own music. And then from there, it's just building chords, building chords. I never really took lessons. I just um, watched other people, sat in between some pros and just picked up everything I could and built my own style in between two of my good friends who actually did start taking lessons at a young age. So I had some good influences growing up. And I just basically sat on the side of them and studied them. One played clean and one played mean. And it supplied me with with the best of both worlds. And I've never looked back. And that's why I kind of appreciate Steve Lukather, who's mean, and Larry Carlton, who's clean. You know, they provide the best of all the guitar playing in the world, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) So it sounds like you knew from a very, very young age, and it's also in your blood because you have many family members who are also very musical. I remember from when I did the article on you from my website that you had said that you prefer your own music, singing your own songs, the songs that you've written, as opposed to doing cover tunes from other singers and other bands. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, in the beginning, me and my brother started writing songs. And uh, from that point on, we, we kind of were convinced that, and, and Lennon and McCartney convinced us that we could do this ourselves. <laughs> and um, we started writing our own stuff at a young age. We started playing those songs to people at a young age. And uh, I never really had an interest to either learn cover songs or play cover songs. I, I learned from everybody. I was influenced by everybody. But I never really had a desire to play their songs and promote them. It was more about promoting me and my style and growing into that. And I remember back in the day meeting up with club owners and stuff like that, trying to get gigs for us. I did all the booking for the band bands we played in and I I would basically meet owners of clubs and I would tell them about the band a little bit and they were all like well you guys are going to need to play covers you're going to need to play songs people know and um, so I basically would search for another owner of a different club and so finally we found owners that gave us chances and before you know it uh, our music was getting picked up we were opening up for all the biggest bands around New England and, really? Uh, even even international acts. I mean, there was this one show that we were doing up in Manchester, and the flock of seagulls is who we were opening up for. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I remember that. You know, this I, is, I ran. This is coming from, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. And you know, all the <laughs> club owners said you're never gonna get a gig. Everyone said you gotta play covers and this and that. And I never listened to any of them, and I and I just kept my nose to the grindstone. And we were able to open up for all these big bands. And then I, I remember that show. Uh, the night before that show, the flock of seagulls got deported from the country. Oh. And so, uh, and so <laughs> it's oh my God. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable circumstances. But ended up, we got, we were the headline act that night, and the place was booked. Wow. And that was probably one of the one of the best nice. shows that we had as an original band. And, uh, you know, before we knew it, people were actually singing our songs. Oh. We never really looked back on... Uh, that must on have been a great feeling. 
The only cover band I ever played in was with my brothers, only because they begged me and only because it was my brother. (laughs) (laughs) My my brother Jamie is a drummer and my brother Al is a bass player. Oh, that's great. Now, they didn't make you get the hairstyle of the Flock of Seagulls, did they? (laughs) (laughs) No, although I probably did have a pretty good mullet back in there. I missed that mullet. Yo, I don't know, Tim. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I think your father, uh, when you look at people and you look at the history of jazz, especially and the big band era, they played such a vital role in modern music. And even modern musicians don't even know it with Gene Krupa, his famous uh, solo, I believe, in 1937 with the famous song, I believe, it was Sing, Sing, Sing. And then yeah. Charlie Parker with the saxophone, just innovative, uh, uh, just amazing. Just awesome. Just awesome incredible stuff. talents. What? Yeah, it, it makes the hairs on my arm stand up. Really. Oh, God. I've got a genuine a... appreciation for that. And uh, I remember back in the day seeing the um, Buddy Rich tribute band. Mm, yeah. And we were right in the front row of this down in Boston. And I'll tell you what, the musicianship on stage was bar none. Some of the greatest musicians I've ever seen. That's Those guys were just unstoppable. Yeah, I'm a huge had, like, fan. Dave Weckel on drum, had Steve oh, Smith on the drums. Sure. Now, Yeah, and those guys had a massive duel, but all the rest of the musicians, it was just real instruments being played in front of you, and oh my God, it just brought me back to being a kid and hearing that music, you know? Yeah, that's, that's the best. Did you have, um, when you look at, at musicians now and, and you look at what has changed, what is something that you think if you, if uh, one of our fans, we have a lot of young writers, my cousin wrote a top 10 song in the country, uh, kind of a one hit wonder, uh, but she wrote a top 10 hit in, in country music. And it's really difficult to write a popular song. And the thing is, what do you think today, <clears throat> excuse me, if you had any advice, what do you think to s- young songwriters out there trying to make it, what would be some advice that you would tell them? Well, probably what I would say is, is first of all, you've you got to try to define your style because, I mean, there's, there's so many different kinds of music out there now. Uh, the market is saturated with everything and anything. I mean, that's... Um, why I kind of like doing multi-genre styles myself because there are so many styles to choose from and I like that. But uh, for up-and-coming new people, I mean, depending on what style they want to do and gravitate towards, I would probably recommend that they study that style, study the arrangement and how it's being arranged, you know, whether it's the choruses. A lot of times now, um, a lot of music has like a rap part now and then you got uh, like a, a chorus part, nice, beautiful chorus part being sang by uh, a lot of women these days. Yeah. Uh, like Eminem songs. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of artists are using that type of formula where they're putting a rap along with a chorus, along with a singing part. So, I mean, you can, there's so many different ways you can arrange your style now that still sounds unique and is still listenable. And that, that, that's probably the key there. If it doesn't sound good to your ear, then it's probably not. Yeah. So for new people, I would say d- define your style first off. 
what is it that you want to do and then gravitate towards that and, and actually study that style, study the arranging, study the format, study the instruments. Um, I know today, one of the things that my son is intrigued the most about with me, my 23 year old, he's intrigued by the fact that I can actually play instruments and sing. You know, his complaint is that a lot of people can't sing. They all need auto-tune to sing. Yep. No one plays yep. any real instruments anymore. Everyone's using a computer and doing beats. So, I mean, it, in a way, it's creative. But in another way, it's not like those session guys back in the day. You know what I mean? You're being nice. Yeah. I don't I don't like it. Uh, I, I'm... <laughs> Uh, you're being very kind, Tim. Uh, I don't like it. I, yeah. This is the problem. I try to keep an open mind. This is the problem, I think, with music of today. And did you know, Tim, this is the first time in history that the music industry has sold more albums and more songs that are classics, considered classics, 20 years or older, than new music. And it's the first time in history that's ever done it. And I think people just really miss good singing good playing i used to love to go to see michael frank's band or i'd see larry carlton or larry graham on the bass and you see these people and Absolutely. you're just mesmerized uh al Jarreau, his singing and george Harrison. Yeah. oh my gosh i was mesmerized queen even queen with their innovative Great stuff. songs yeah so i'm i'm, yeah. I'm gonna be the 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 bad guy and just say i don't like it i i want old <laughs> people that just give them yeah. so look at even rick james he could play 11 instruments you know and he wrote absolutely his song. and and that's what i miss with the music i don't even care if it's music that i really don't like but if it's talent yeah. i'll listen to it and i'll enjoy it yeah absolutely I've yeah. probably been to about uh, 110 shows anyway, 120 shows over my life so far. And I have seen just about everybody and anybody you could name that is somebody in the industry. I actually seen Michael Jackson back in the day in Hartford, Connecticut, and uh, it was a bad concert. Mm. But I got a genuine appreciation for what he did, what David Bowie did, mm -hmm. which is pretty unbelievable. Bands like Emerson Lake and Palmer and Yes. I just watched a car. I just watched it. Uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer just had a uh, on that Ask or I, I forget Axe station uh, on on cable. They just had a, uh, a concert that I watched. Very impressive. Uh, very uh, awesome. It was really good. So what did you, you know what, uh, Florence has a question for you, but I wanted to sneak in here. What did you think of someone like a Frank Zappa? Oh, phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Just, you know, uh, he, he's kind of at a class by himself, almost like a Hendrix in a way. Yeah. I remember the first time hearing Frank Zappa. It, it really blew my mind because I, just, I thought it was all over the place. And I'm like, what, what is going on in this? What is the style? It really blew me away. But uh, intriguing as it was, the guy had super, super talent. Yeah, he he was just so innovative. I watched a special on him, and I had not known a lot about him. But gosh, his views, his on music, the way he expressed himself through it, just absolute mesmerizing. I watched it twice. I just was so into it. I wanted to ask you. <laughs> 
who are this the thing that i think also uh, boy i'm being a, a hardy today but uh i i really <laughs> love good musicians uh probably because i don't have that talent but i love the studio musicians uh i love the people that are in 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 all these groups that in the background they don't get the publicity they don't get the stardom but they're the talent they're the rock of uh, all of the music industry, in my mind, who are some of the great studio musicians and session, session musicians that you've really looked up to over the years? Steve Lukather is definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been backstage with him several times. He's uh, definitely one of my guitar gods. And he's played on well over a thousand albums. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, the Don Henley solos you hear and uh, the solos you hear from a lot of old tunes, they were all done by Steve Lucas there. Yeah. Dirty wow. Laundry, the solo, you know that? the solo in that, that's Steve Lucas there. Um, on Thriller. Of course, the Mike, Michael Jackson album, Thriller. Yeah. Lucas yeah. played on three songs, I think. Yeah. On the that's so interesting. A lot of people don't know that. That's very interesting that how the studio that. musicians do so much. That was I picked a up on that. Oh, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Yeah, I picked up on the session guys early on when uh, when I started listening to Steely Dan way back in the day. Oh, yeah. I used to love Steely yeah, Dan. The, yeah, the Katie Light album. If you flip the album cover over, you see all these musicians' faces and who mm -hmm. are these guys? So I started looking them up and seeing who all they were and come to find out they're playing on everybody's albums, you yeah. know? And one of those one of those guys is actually Michael McDonald. Oh my gosh! Michael. McDonald. Oh yes, yes. Michael McDonald. A lot of people know his song, but a lot of people don't understand that he has been on everybody's albums. Yeah, he's a huge super talented guy. guy. Yeah, really talented. Um, I know that a Absolutely. lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people is when you look at the music and people. Is there when the music industry of today? Is it just pretty much the look uh, for women? It's their look, their sexiness. Uh, and for guys, what are they looking for? Just a, just a, a outrageousness? Or because some of the groups of today just to me are so crazy. Uh, and not that I'm trying to be old. But I just, I like people that could just walk out there. Like, like even Alicia Keys, who could walk out there and sing her heart out and just be so She's brilliant. Play the, the piano so beautifully. Yeah, Lady Gaga. Is there? Is it Plays just? The piano. He's a real musician. Just, yeah, is it just pretty much just an image instead of the talent? And it, it, if it is, better to look he, at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's you, better. It's a little easier on the eye, I would say. With, uh, <laughs> a nice rockin'-looking woman on stage. Um, yeah, well, I, I would probably say you're right there about the outrageous. I think you know going all the way back to the Aussie days of, you know, attract attention to yourself by biting off a bat's head or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, people have picked up on that. And I think for guys, maybe they feel a little more of a need to be a little more outrageous to grab that attention sometimes, opposed to uh, a good-looking girl who can, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of studios now, they're, they're basically putting their own songs together. They're putting their own beats together. They're hiring the talented woman singer, and they're saying, here, sing this. Here's your next hit. 
Yeah. That's kind of how it works, you know? Did your father... people are propped up by the industry. Did your father like Glenn Miller? And what was the... Um... Yeah, loved him. Glenn yeah. Miller band. Awesome. What, a, what an innovative man. And what a... Still one of the greatest mysteries in the United States of what happened to him. Oh, exactly. That is still a mystery, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think my dad had every Glenn Miller band album. <laughs> Boy, he was... That was one of the popular ones on Sunday morning, I'll tell you uh, that. But that band was huge. Yeah, he, they were doing war. In fact, when he went to war, I was reading that they told him, drop your gun, you're going to go in with music. So he would do concerts. That's right. You're going to entertain the troops. <laughs> yeah, you're not shooting nobody. You're, gonna, you're too good. Yeah. And he was so exactly. good, so fun, and just it's just amazing that you, that you look in the past. And, and I was reading on Buddy Holly, and he would bring up all these Bo Diddley, and he'd bring up uh, Cab Calloway and all these famous, and you're thinking, wow, here's a rock and roller, maybe one of the innovators of rock and roll, and he's looking at jazz, and he's looking at all these yeah. things. And that's, to me, what people need to realize is to look at the history of music and how it is oh, put a brand on present music. I mean, you go back to the Renaissance era and listen to Mozart. That guy's one of my heroes. He, I love he was Mozart. basically like, he was like all the Beatles and George Martin in one person. Yeah. <laughs> he partied yeah, which, like which him, too. Just, <laughs> it's insane yeah. how talented that guy was. Oh, it's just unbelievable. If you could go to a concert, probably let's take out Mozart because that would probably be most everyone's number one. If you could go to a concert of two musicians alive or passed away, who would it be? Well, one of them would definitely be Jimi Hendrix. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the other one, um, I always wanted to uh, hang out with John Lennon. That's another great one. Another great songwriter. Yeah, I'm just curious. Spot in my heart. <laughs> yeah, I think for a lot of people. Brother, yeah, me and my brother I'm always just, used to say when we'd stand in the mirror with our tennis rackets, pretending we were Lennon and McCartney, and doing our English mm-hmm. accents, <laughs> he'd always say that he was McCartney <laughs> and I was Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just funny. curious with um the new and younger artists that are out now. Like, uh, you know, Demi Lovato or, say, a Taylor Swift or Justin Bieber. I'm just curious. What do you think about about those guys, about, you know, the music that's out now, stuff that you hear on the radio, like the top 40 stuff? It's A lot of it is pop formula driven. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find that it's very computerized now. Uh, those, those studio engineers are working really hard these days. <laughs> and you can hear it in a lot of the music. Yeah. Um, yes, I agree. And yeah, and I mean Taylor Swift is enormously talented. She I agree. Been. Yeah. Um, I I haven't listened to a lot of her music, but I have heard her enough to know that uh, she's the real deal, and she always has been. She's kind of you know, like like a Lady Gaga in a way too. You know, Lady Gaga, a lot of people just seen, you know, images and dressing in a meat suit and this and that. Yeah. But did they really give her a chance and did they, did they really listen to her? Because she is just phenomenally talented. 
Yeah. She kind is extremely talented. Yeah. Kind of reminds me Very of little things. She can play. She's jazz influenced. Yeah, and now an actress as well. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Linda Ronstadt. Remember when she was young, she was a party girl dating the governor, yeah. the governor now. She did a yeah, lot of, she little played bit of on Toto's albums too. Yep, that's she right. Was a session girl too. That's right. And yeah. and nice. that's how she met Andrew Gold and then Andrew Gold became in her band. But and then when gosh, if you listen to her opera and her Spanish singing, it's mesmerizing. I mean sadly Absolutely. her health has has hurt her uh singing and she can't sing like she did, but wow, that music was mesmerizing. She's multi talented. Yeah, what a very nice. she was wicked talent. Oh yeah, she was awesome. What did you yeah, think of and- people? People like more raw, like uh, Janis Joplin or uh, uh, Patsy Cline. People that that seemed like they were they were women, but they really just had that that uh, great voice and just that really uh, uh, primal scream almost with their singing uh, when it came to Janis Joplin and just an absolute passion with Patsy Cline. Oh, definitely, yeah, Janis Joplin. That was. Uh... Uh, she was singing with raw emotion a lot of times, and yeah. she would let you feel that. And I, I think uh, you couldn't help but feel it if you were in the audience watching her. She was just phenomenal. She was mesmerizing, and uh, she really knew how to grasp an audience and hold on to it. And a lot of that had to do with the heart and desire and emotion that she poured into her singing. What are you most proud of? What are you most proud of in your career so far, Tim? You still have a lot of music to write, a lot of things to do. But what are you most proud of so far? Well, probably I'm most proud of going solo in 2012 um, because I just kind of been sitting on the fence and and all these songs that I had written over the years. And um, I had gotten injured, so I wasn't able to work. And I remember my son saying to me, um, you need to pour your heart into your music again. Just go back to your roots. So I, I listened to my son. I took that advice. And um, it was kind of strange because it all kind of came to a pinnacle. I was actually doing a show with my friend. We were up at Meadowbrook doing Carlos Santana show. Oh, wow. And we were doing the sound. Yeah, we were. Gee, doing I love him. I got a lot of friends that are that are uh, still working in the studio. They're engineers at top studios and stuff. So I was invited to go do the sound for that show with my friend Pete from uh, Studio Metronome, and I went to the show. And basically, we were first in, and we had to be the first out, something like that. So we really didn't get to watch the show because we were under stage. We were under the stage doing the videotography and stuff like that. Mm. So at the end of the show, I remember um, the stage manager coming up and clearing everyone out. You know, you, the bottom line, you weren't allowed to look at the stars or talk to them or anything like that. That was the instructions. Mm. So really? the stage manager comes up. Yeah, that's basically how it worked. So the stage wow. manager comes up and he ushers us all to the side, you know? And so we're thinking, oh, Maybe the musicians are coming through or something like that. So we're all in one corner, all the music, all the uh, sound engineers and stuff like that. And um, I remember hearing a little gasping going on, and someone said, oh, Carlos is walking through or something like that. Well, Carlos does a beeline, and he walks 
30 feet out of his way, comes right over to the corner where me and my friend are standing. He comes face to face with me. I swear to God, this totally freaked me out. Carlos Santana is face to face with me. He literally grabs me by the face with his hand. He cradles my face in his hand. He's looking me in my eyes, gives me this look and a nod, lets go of my face, and he walks off the stage. Wow. And that is amazing. That is amazing. What the heck just happened? Oh my God. Carlos grabbed you. What the heck's going on? We're all kind of losing it there for a second. And um, he didn't say one word to me, but I'll tell you what, he spoke a thousand words to me telepathically. Uh, You'll never forget uh, that. Never forget that moment. Carlos is one of my Believe it or not, it was. uh, Yeah, he's so talented. I started started writing and releasing my own material shortly after that. Wow. I almost felt like. he stuck a needle in my butt and said, what the hell are you doing? Get your stuff out there. Yeah. I did. That was a sign. That was a sign for you to go do your own stuff. I, I definitely, th- I took it that way and I acted upon it and I haven't looked back. I've released 82 songs since August of 2012 and I'm um, already two or three songs into my seventh album, even though I just nice. released my other one in December. <laughs> it's a I'm lot having, of, I'm so you have a lot, lot of material a lot of material do you yeah, ever man. yeah i think that that the thing too what i like about your music is kind of the diversity to me it's raw and it's kind of old school where i like it where there's a real mixture of quality lyrics and also good music where it's great you know be it percussion, be it whatever. It just seems like it's just really well done. And you must have some really good people that are working with you. It's all done by me. Is it all you? All the writing, everything? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I play the drums. That is amazing. I play the bass. I played saxophone in my song. Wow. Unfortunately. You are multi, multi multi-talented. You are multi-talented. That's well, I, actually, I went to engineering school as a kid. As soon as I got out of high school, I went to um, a place called Blue Jay Recording Studio in Carlisle, Mass. It was the audio workshop school of sound. And I went there to learn 24-track recording. And I'll tell you what, those lessons I learned then is what gave me the appreciation from what happens behind the scenes in the music. Wow. You know, those those session guys, the quality recordings. How do you do that? Yeah, You know, my whole goal was to make my band sound better. I uh-huh. wanted to sound more professional, and that meant that I needed to know what that mixer board did out there. Yeah. So I went to school for it. That's fantastic. And uh, I do all the recording myself in my home studio. I do all the mixing, all the producing myself now. Wow. That was my next question if you had a home studio. That was my next question. Yep. So you don't even have yes, a producer. I have a home studio. <laughs> I have a home studio. Yes, and wow. it's it's heaven. <laughs> it's my home away from home. Just sitting around all these instruments is inspiring. You are really <laughs> old. Oh, I'm cool. sure. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yes, I am. I I just read someone and he said, "Yeah, I got this producer. I got this mixer. 
I got this arranger. I got these five musicians. I'm thinking, God, what is he doing? <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's uh, wow, Tim, you're blowing me away. Uh, I wanted what? I wanted to have control of everything from beginning to end. I, I and already, I do now. I already like you already. I'm a control freak too. So uh, it, it just. <laughs> it, it just <laughs> Now, also, on, I wanted to know, is there a venue that you really wanted to do that you haven't been able to do yet or that you haven't gone back to lately? Oh, there's more than a few venues that I have in mind for the future that, um, yeah, if things go right, I'll make it to one of those venues. Mm -hmm. But um, right now, I'm basically focusing on uh, charity shows. I've done a lot of charity shows and some private shows. That's great. I'm working... I'm working with my son, Jonathan, who goes by Dr. Seuss. We're actually working on his <laughs> fifth album. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, produced, I produced his albums for him, too. He's a writer. That's and, amazing. Uh, he so it is in the family. I, I it's in the blood. Piano. Well, I forced both my sons to take piano lessons at a young age, but... Uh, they both can fake it pretty good on some of the instruments, but my son Jonathan, he's really a phenomenal writer and arranger. He's more like a produ- he thinks more like a producer than me. So he's able to take beats and just bam, write all this stuff. He knows where the choruses are. He's very good at arranging all that stuff. And his between his music and my music, I think we cover the whole spectrum. <laughs> wow. That, that he, is... likes, he likes to do some rap, he's new stuff, you know. But I, I also, love rap. I love rap. <laughs> so yeah, some of it's pretty good. Yeah, Jim's a big rap fan. Very good. Some of his music wow. is so catchy. Tim, this has been music. Tim, this has been amazing. Um, you definitely have one of the best stories, one of the best uh, careers I've I've ever heard about, and we would love to have you back on again sometime if if that's something you would like. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I'd love it. We yeah, were, I feel uh, like we just scratched the surface. <laughs> boy, I tell yeah. you, I could, t- I could talk to you all night about the history of music, Tim. This was really a lot of fun for me. This is wonderful, Tim. Absolutely. Great talking to you guys. Well, what we're going to do for all of uh, Tim's fans and for all of our fans that are new to Tim's music is in the next few weeks, we're going to start releasing some of it. We're going to show you links to get to his music. And boy, I'm telling you, if you want an old school guy that does everything, the music, the Mm -hmm. arranging, the producing, the singing, all the instruments, I mean, this is what it's all about in music. So Tim, uh, you've got two huge fans here. And I know with a lot of our followers, you're going to get a lot more new fans because boy, it's good stuff. I really enjoy it. Super. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thank you so much. And you you give... uh, And you give Dr. Seuss a shout out for me, okay? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Take okay. care, Tim. Thank, Thank you, Tim. So Bye bye. Take care. Bye you too. Bye bye. Wow, Florence. Tim is something else. Uh, it just. That was amazing. Oh, yes. boy. The history that he knows. And what people don't realize with music is it's these, it's, the boy, the manufactured boy bands and the manufactured girl bands. And even now in uh, the K-pop, which is getting popular, you see these really manufactured uh, musical uh, artists. And 
Tim is the real deal. When you're a studio and a session musician, you're the key to the music industry because whenever someone really needs someone good and they need someone consistent, you get the call. And Tim does so much, and he did it right. He learned how to engineer. He learned how to produce. He, he sounds a little anal retentive like me. Uh, so I, I totally, I totally <laughs> into this guy. Uh, he's my hero. Uh, I, I just, I, boy, I'm just really excited to get. Thank you so much for getting a guest like Tim. Boy, he's he's the real deal. Yeah, I knew months ago when I started my website that I wanted him on just from seeing him on social media, just from doing my own research and and listening to his music. I, I definitely wanted him on, and I was so happy when he said yes. And now to have him on the forum, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I, I think he's wonderful. I think he's multi-talented. And I can't wait for everyone to hear this podcast and to hear, hear more of his music. So I'm happy that we're going to be releasing, in the next couple of weeks, releasing some of his songs. And I think that people are going to fall in love with him the way that we have. Oh, I, I, I couldn't have said it any better. I think what, what we need in the music industry is more Tims, and we need people that just really have a heart for music and also that are very talented. I People that know me know I sang, and I, I did some group stuff uh, back when I was a little Jim, and I never had the talent <laughs> to do instruments, and that was something that I really wanted to always do. I, I loved watching Mozart. I could just listen to Mozart for hours on end with his amazing talent, something that I was never gifted with, but I can appreciate it. And boy, when you look at the history, Gene Krupa, Glenn Miller, uh, Tommy Dorsey, you see these incredible talents that Charlie Parker, who just literally made a saxophone dance, you just, you just are mesmerized at these guys' talent. And I, I am so excited to be spreading Tim's music. Again, Tim Susie. We're going to be giving his music for the next few weeks. Almost every day, we're going to produce something uh, out there for you. And please download it. Please make sure you support Tim. Give him a follow when he gets his new music uh, coming out. Uh, make sure that you uh, get it and make sure that you support him. And shout outs to Dr. Seuss. Uh, what up, Seuss? Uh, so we're, uh, I love the rapper. Uh, so uh, we just, we are so excited on the forum and all of our network, all the amazing guests, guests that all of our uh, hosts have gotten. And we are, you know, I don't endorse much. I probably get 10 to 20 people a week trying to get me to endorse their music. And I haven't endorsed music in six months. So that's what I think about the music of today. But um, uh, I try to be nice and stuff, but boy, Tim's is the real deal. I've really enjoyed it. So, uh, Florence, wow, Absolutely. I'm a bit out of breath. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm very excited about what's to come. I'm excited that people are going to get to hear Tim and to, like I said, to just love his music as much as we do. So this this is a big deal. So I'm really, really happy that we got to talk to him tonight, and hopefully he'll be on again in the future. And, and I think that would be wonderful. 
I hope Tim, Tim isn't bothered by all the millions of questions I gave him and we gave him. But boy, I tell you, I, I could just talk to him all night long. What a great guy. So we it love was you, a great Tim. interview. We love you, Tim. We hope uh, your son's doing great and we support anything you do. So, uh, boy, take us Absolutely. out on the forum. This is a great episode. Every episode's great. I mean, this is just crazy. No wonder we're getting such good yes. on this. Thank you to everyone, but uh, Florence. Yeah, thank you so much.